welcome you to our Unlock 2021 Women's Conference, our first luncheon. We have another luncheon tomorrow, and we're very excited about everything that's going to be happening and that we've already received in the ministry today. The ministry has been phenomenal. If you, I know we have some ladies here that came on their lunch break because they had to work today, and uh, we understand that, but if, I encourage you to go back to our Facebook pages and watch, or to our website, and watch the broadcast um, from already from today. And we're gonna share this music, uh, this ministry, the music, get the word out and change lives. Right now, it's my honor to introduce Vita Thompson. She's gonna come and share with us a couple of moments and then she's going to lead us in prayer over our meal. Hello, everyone. Thank you for coming to this wonderful conference. I'm so sorry. It's fine. <laughs> It's okay. One moment, y'all. It's good? All right. So when I was asked to share, I thought about what did afternoon mean in the Bible? So I looked up afternoon. There wasn't too much about it, but that it was in the Bible 30 times. So then I looked up 30, and the number 30 is associated with sacrifice, maturity, loyalty, and true dedication to a particular task or calling, right? So that's what we're gonna focus on, a true dedication to a particular task or calling. Also, the number 30 is when Jesus started his ministry, when priests were ordained, and when John the Baptist began his ministry. So 30 is pretty significant, all right? So today started out with prayer and with the warrior spirit. And I've come to tell you that you, every woman in this room, girl, woman in this room are warriors. You were created with a warrior spirit. You were created to change the world. You are intercessors. You are capable, you are worthy, and you are here. And so is God. So I'm gonna start with the scripture, Isaiah 60. Isaiah 60, verse one through three. Arise and shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the, hard, but the Lord will rise upon, upon you, right? Bethany spoke about warrior spirit, right? About fighting for our families. We are the ones that fight. We are the ones that are charged and challenged and commanded to arise and go forth and to be in our quiet time and to pray and to cover our children and our families and our purpose, as Bethany mentioned. Our purpose is, what is our purpose? Some of us may not know, but one thing I do know is that we are called to pray and we're called to intercede for others, and we're called to fight. Everybody ready? The enemy has waged a war against us, our families, our nation, and we are charged with praying for, for our leaders, our pastors, our, our world leaders, our city, 
our city leaders, we have to pray for all of them because they are making decisions that will affect us and our children. And we have to protect our children. They are our future. So with our warrior spirit, we know that this war requires us to spend time with God. That quiet time when he speaks to us and he leads us and he guides us. And the Holy Spirit gives us the word for the day. So in the morning when we wake up, we ask God, what will, what will you have us do today? Well, he will tell you if you ask him. And then you take those steps and then he will guide you into your, into your purpose and into your purpose for that day. We thank you, Lord, for that. All of us are crying out for something, right? Amen. Some of us are lonely. Some of us are full of anxiety. Some of us are full of fear. Some of us have children who are not saved and following the Lord. Some of us have not figured out our purpose. And so we wallow in self-defeat, right? We think we're not good enough. We're not worthy. But God says that as you come to him in prayer and he reveals his spirit, he will show you who you are in him. In John 10, 10, it says, the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy but that he came that we may have life more abundantly. Well, let me tell you something. We're in the abundant life right now. Every time we pray and we ask God to come into our hearts, we're living the abundant life. Your prayer life and your time with him is the abundant life. You do for him is the abundant life. So embrace the, the abundant life. You're not waiting for it to happen. It's happening. Every time you pray, it's happening. And miracles are still happening. I used to say, my miracles are small, but they're happening. Learn, see God in every aspect of your day. You will be amazed at what he's doing and what he's telling you in every little thing. We thank God for all of these little things. We thank God for a pastor with a heart for women. We thank God for a pastor who wants us unlocked so that we can unlock others. So today you're being delivered to deliver. And that's how I start in this ministry, being delivered to deliver others. <clears throat> Remember the negative things that, that come your way, the circumstances that you're faced with are just distractions of the enemy. Learn to speak the words that God has spoken in his word. Speak those words over those circumstances and watch how God turns things around. We all have heard prayer changes things. And I can tell you, yes, it does. And when it transforms right in front of your eyes, you will be forever amazed. And then you will trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in him. He is with us. He is working for us. He is working for us on our behalf every single day in every moment. Okay. Um, so I'm going to close with prayer before I start crying. <laughs> I'm already shaking like a leaf, but anyway. All right, everybody bow your heads. Father, thank you for this opportunity to gather with these women of faith in your honor. 
Thank you for the hands that prepared our food and for the service that will serve it to us. Bless them, Lord, and this food. Holy Spirit, guide us and guide our conversations and steer our hearts to your purpose in Jesus's precious name. Amen. Please enjoy your food and the company. Thank you. All right, amen. Welcome. And I am excited. Not only am I excited that we are here, I'm also excited from what Miss um, Vita just talked about. And I'm truly excited for these crab cakes that I'm about to partake of. <laughs> so um, with that being said, Warrior, she is exactly that. Um, I can tell you countless, countless times uh, calling on her to assist me and praying some things through. She is definitely a, a fighter. So if you don't have a connection with any of the women in this room today, um, whether you go to church with them or not, just know that across this room, look to your left, look to your right, is a warrior. Amen. And if you ever need a rispa, you can always count on each other to be that support that you need for one another. Because I know Vita is definitely one of those women for me as well. So moving forward, um, I'm just going to read what the program is going to be as we uh, prepare for our meal and to eat. But I'm gonna call the next speaker as you all eat your salads, Miss Linda Bond. So let me just talk to you a second about Miss Linda. Miss Linda's gonna be speaking on the topic of overcoming dysfunction. Now, I can tell you about all of the, the uh, acronyms and all of the alphabets behind her name, but I can't remember them all. Just know she's certified. <laughs> certified in uh, education, certified also in experience on what she's getting ready to talk about. So with that being said, she is going to point out not only in the natural things that we as believers go through and how to identify and overcome dysfunction, but how that's going to connect spiritually as well. Because as every speaker has said, that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And it's not about us, it's about our seed. And as Bethany stated um, earlier, that he will definitely try to rob us through the sins of the Father. So we have to be very mindful as adults and believers what legacy we're leaving and what seeds we are planting that will destroy our children what giants that we are leaving behind that are even when we are still here on earth that we are leaving for our children to have to deal with so with that being said listen to what miss uh, linda's getting ready to talk to you about um very knowledgeable it helped me identify a lot of things that i had in myself that i needed to get rid of and work on and not leave that legacy for my children miss linda bond We um we only had a couple of servers because you know that right now every place is understaffed. I told them we were okay and we were patient and we understand 
So she, they're going to do their best to have us all served in a timely fashion. But if they just can, if you have to wait a few minutes, that's what's going on. Well, as they're passing out papers, I know we have our online audiences tuning in. They're passing out papers and worksheets. And Ms. Linda's coming to teach um, and to share what God has on her heart. We're very excited about all of the session speakers. So after she shares, then um, my grandmother, Miss Virginia, is going to share. And then we have Pastor Marquise is going to share. And um, it's going to be awesome. So I hope you, I know that you're enjoying your lunch. It's going to be delicious to the body, but what you're about to receive is going to be delicious to the spirit. Amen. And, um, yes. And we're going to, we're going to segue for a minute. I got a little surprise going on here. I, I'm going to have my niece, Amanda, come up for a minute. Okay. I don't know if y'all got to see our Tuesday night broadcast. Um, it was a couple of weeks ago. Um, not this past Tuesday, but the one before. And Amanda and her husband, Herman, shared, and it was, <clears throat> excuse me, it was absolutely phenomenal. Come on this side so they can see you, baby. Okay, on the screen. And I, uh, I asked her if she would share just a few minutes. I'm going to ask her a couple of questions about some of the topics that they shared on about children. Every person in this room is concerned about children. And right now we have people that are... Uh, you know, uh, uh, in this room, you know, we we are people that are pro-life. We are anti-abortion, okay? We love those that have had an abortion, and we pray that God will minister to them and bring healing because at some time they're going to probably have to deal with a lot of regrets. And so we pray for the Lord to bring healing and restoration in those situations. And we know that one day they will see those babies again. But that's not the only agenda against our children. There's some many, many agendas against our children. So I put her on the spot and I asked her, would you just share a couple of highlights? Because I, and it's kind of like a teaser so that it'll get you make a note and go to our archive and find the show, not this past Tuesday, but the Tuesday before. I'll try to find that date for y'all to go and watch the information that they gave about parenting your children in this day and age was phenomenal. So I'm just going to have them share for a couple of moments, her share for a couple of moments. Tell me some stuff you shared. I will. Well, good afternoon, ladies. Um, do you want me to talk Both. About? Oh, okay. One's catching you online and one's catching you in here. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> well, um, I am going to do my best to try to just give y'all little tidbits of what my husband and I talked about. Um, my husband and I have been on a roll lately just trying to discover different ways um, to combat what the enemy is trying to do to our children. Um, and all you have to do is log on to Facebook to realize that there is an immense attack against our children right now. Um, and it, it's up to us, the parents, to stop it. Not yeah. the school system, not the government, not anybody else, not the friend down the street. It's the parent's job to combat what is coming against our children. And um, so, my husband and I, I'm trying to think of um, some of the things that we talked about. We talked about so many different things. Television, you cannot leave your children unattended watching television anymore. No, you cannot. That was my second, that was the next thing, is commercials. Even on Nick Jr., even on, uh, what is the other uh, kid shows? Um, Disney. Disney. It's one of the worst ones out there. It's commercials that I am not even comfortable watching. 
So, you know, gone are the days where we can just say, oh, Carter Monroe, sit in front of the television while I go make the bed or do the dishes. Can't do that anymore. Um, and we constantly have to be armed and, you know, conscious and aware of the things that are at our kids' disposal. Um, the second thing is um, internet. We talked a lot about internet, social media. Um, I don't have children that deal with social media age yet. Um, but I know that we, that's something that we're preparing for in advance. Um, we're not waiting until the day comes where they say, oh, mom, can I get a Facebook or, you know, anything right. like that. Um, so we're trying to be prepared for that ahead of time. And uh, we spoke on um, the tablet, even the little innocent Amazon tablet that parents, you know, are in a habit of giving their children. We are guilty of that. You know, oh, here's a tablet. You know, I brought it today for her just in case she, you know, acts up in a year. So, um, but even on that, there are things that are downloaded by Amazon on that tablet that you as a parent, or at least I don't know. So if you have the answer to this, please let me know because I've been desperately trying to figure it out. You can't delete it. So you think you can. But you can't. You, there's things that are downloaded into that. They constantly do updates, and you can't get it off of there. So I know there's ways that, um, that sometimes you can hide things when it's not connected to Wi-Fi, but they're still there. And if your child, Carter is very smart. He's only seven years old. He could figure it out. I have tried to hide it, and it's just, you know, kids are smart nowadays. You know, I didn't have Internet or tablets growing up, but Monroe, she knows how to navigate a cell phone you know, better than my mom. <laughs> um, so anyway, it's just different things to be aware of that our children are exposed to that we weren't exposed to. I mean, I'm going on 34 and we just did, we didn't have that growing up. I didn't have a Facebook until I was in college. So, you know, we don't, we're not dealing with the same, this is a different generation, different age of technology. Um, so like I said, being prepared and being a step ahead of what our children are coming up against. Um, my husband, I am not knowledgeable on this subject to speak about it, but you can go back and watch it. Uh, my husband spoke a lot on music in different frequencies and different sound waves that the brain can react to. Um, like I said, he knows more about that than I do. So he shared, I'll it. Let... he shared it in depth. Mm -hmm. It was June the 29th. If you go back to our archives, Tuesday night, June 29th, every parent, grandparent, school teacher, if you've got children in your life in any way, I really encourage you because they did a lot of research putting this broadcast together with great information to protect our children, you know. Um, something else I talked about. I'm drawing a blank here. Um, Anyway, we encourage you to go back. There's a ton of good messages. I think two weeks prior, I think it was two weeks, Bethany and Josh um, did a phenomenal message on, I think, I believe it was Tuesday. And I went back and rewatched it. And I'm going to go back and rewatch it again. That was another message um, about protecting your children. I forget the title of it exactly, but it had a lot to do with children. And um, so I encourage y'all to do that as well. Um, you know, listen to it in your car. The app has just that Bethany created is just so easy and user friendly. Um, so anyway, I hope that y'all get, you know, a lot out of those two messages. They will. They will. Thank you, honey. <laughs> I put her on the spot with that and she doesn't have her notes with her, but, but it was amazing. And I feel like that as a grandparent, I stay pretty well on top of this stuff, 
but they shared a lot of things that I wasn't privy to. And so it was very eye-opening and enlightening because we're determined to salvage this generation. Amen. They are, they are our, not just our future, but they're our present. And we have a great privilege, honor, and responsibility to touch their lives. And I'm going to give you a heads up in a few moments. I will have you sometime before we close out, Rhonda, come and just share briefly. Also to share the prayer request of what we're dealing with, you know, because many of the ladies have in this room are on our prayer group and they've been praying with you about your husband, but they don't know you. They haven't met you. So we're going to uh, let her share in a few moments too. But right now, as Kimberly said, you ready to take it? Okay. So introducing again, Miss Linda Bonds, who is our, we call our licensed psychologist for the church. Um, she definitely helps spiritually and in the natural on things of dysfunction that we can overcome as believers. So pay close attention to what she's saying because I it greatly helped me in my life to identify areas that I needed to work on. Miss Linda Bonds. That's the mm -hmm. I'm gonna put this on you. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, I hate to tell you all, but um, that, you know, every home is not perfect. You know, that in all homes we have dysfunction, you know, but if we don't recognize it and don't work on it, what happens is it gets passed on to one generation after the next. So if, and if someone has a problem in your family, it affects all of us, you know, Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, right here. Yeah. Or you can stand where you where you standing. I'll right here. Okay, we got it. Okay. All right. So, so you know, it's best that we we you know acknowledge that we. I keep going over there <laughs> to acknowledge that you know we we're not perfect and we have to you know if we don't change it. Like I said, it gets passed on from generation to generation. And I came from a very dysfunctional family. My mother died when I was six years old and I was left with my father who was an alcoholic. And I mean, I was on my own. Six years old, I had to take care of myself, but I didn't realize that God was taking care of me all the time because otherwise I would have never been able to make it through. But because of him, I got, through it okay so i want and i want i can't this little here's our little um i don't know what you'd call it huh, to show you look from one to ten all right this is showing the dysfunction okay from one to three there are none there are no perfect homes the only ones would be god and then four five six these people you know may be dysfunctional but they talk about it you know they sit down and they they talk to each other you have to communicate you know okay and they talk about their problems and they work on them but then we have seven eight nine ten okay whereas you know they don't they don't talk about it they tell their children not to talk about it don't you know don't trust other people and your feelings don't matter you know in this very dysfunction and what makes it very dysfunction, alcohol, if someone's an alcoholic, you know, it 
really tears up the whole family, you know, because mothers probably, if, you know, there's a mother there, she's trying to protect her husband, you know, and the children get to, you know, no one pays attention to them, you know, or they don't talk to them and the children don't know what's going on, you know. And then we have, you know, using drugs when someone's using drugs or um, someone's been abused, children have been abused, you know, uh, beaten, you know, different things, you know, for abuse, physical abuse where they're beat, you know, people beat them and mental or sexual, you know, where they're uh, raped, you know, in their own home. And they, of course, they're not allowed to talk about it. And then workaholics, when the person, when the parents are workaholics, what happens again, you know, the children don't get any attention and they don't have, you know, they can't talk. And then neglect, when parents neglect their children, don't take care of them. You know, my dad used to leave me home by myself when I was six years old. And, you know, and that's really difficult for children. But thank God there's a God and he takes care of us. And um, so, uh, let's see. Uh, when I got, well, I got to keep, I don't know why, I like this side. Okay. <clears throat> so I didn't talk about it to anyone, you know, because it was embarrassing and I didn't know what they would think. So I never ran around talking about it. And none of my friends talked about it either. You know, they never talked about their lives either. But finally, when I got married, of course, I'm, I'm, I married a wonderful man, but his family was very dysfunctional. And I guess, you know, when you're, and I was told when I was working in a hospital that if you are a child, you know, of an alcoholic, you, uh, what happens is you, you know, you may not be an alcoholic, but what happens is you're attracted to other people who have alcoholics for friends, you know, or for families. And I didn't, when I met my husband, he, I get his mother taught him very much not to talk, you know, not to talk about anything. Everything was a secret. Everything, you know, was uh, just in their house, no talking. And I never knew that his father was an alcoholic. I married someone, my husband was not an alcoholic, but his husband was. And his mother was very, very possessive, you know, of him because the husband was an alcoholic and I'm sure they didn't have time to have a relationship because he'd get drunk, come home, go to sleep. And she leaned a lot on the husband and also caused, tried to cause a lot of trouble between us. You know, she wanted her son to be home with her instead of, you know, getting married, having a family. And she caused a lot of trouble. But, and my, my husband was one, he never talked about it. You know, I'd ask him about it and he wouldn't talk. I guess, he was taught not to talk, I guess. And he went on like that. But as a, thank God, I got involved in um, Assembly of God Church with Brother Gorman. And I started going to that church and I started learning more about God and families, what they should be like. And I also went to a Christian therapist which was really very helpful. You know, I could talk about it. And then, 
you know, I would tell them I could talk and then they would tell me. That's another thing. You know, I was always blamed for everything. My daddy said that he drank because I was too much to handle. He didn't do anything. You know, I was six years old. What could I do? You know, but everything was always my fault. And when I went to the therapist and she started talking, you know, talking to me and I could talk to her, tell her the truth, you know, she said, Linda, it's not all you, you know, it's not all your fault. You know, your dad's an alcoholic and he wants to blame because he can't take responsibility for his actions, you know, and between God and getting help, you know, from therapists, I, I grew a little bit, you know, I grew and I, started feeling better about myself, you know, because I thought I, I just made all the trouble, you know, but um, I think, you know, we all do. We need to talk about it. We need to learn, you know, talk to people we can trust, you know, because if we keep it all in, it just keeps us feeling terrible about ourselves. And I think it's real important to find people you can talk to and to talk to God, you know, and you can go and speak to God and that that'll help you. But it's, you know, it's really good to pet, not, you know, to acknowledge because boy, it gets generation to generation. Okay. So I also, I think I had some papers. I, I think um, they handed the papers out and these are things like roles, roles you can find yourself in. You know, when you don't get the attention, you don't get to talk, you know, you, you just, I think, I guess you just go the best way you can. So here we can see if any of us fit into these, these, um, these roles. All right. The caretaker only feels generally feels responsible for the happiness of others. I have often bent the rules to bail people out of trouble that they brought on themselves. Sometimes I wonder why so many people lean on me without being sensitive to my need to lean once in a while. I find it easier to take care of others than to take care of myself. I never have enough time to accomplish all my tasks. I am more interested in talking about other people's problems than in talking about my own. That's the caretaker. That's what happens with us. We take on one of these responsibilities about people pleaser. I have trouble saying no, no, even when I know I should. I often say it doesn't matter when it really does. I seldom feel angry. I try to avoid talking about problems. I usually feel that our other people's needs and opinions are more important than my own. I often apologize, apologize all the time because I'm thinking I'm always wrong. I'd rather give in than make someone mad. A workaholic, I rarely feel that I accomplish enough. When I relax, I experience more guilt than pleasure. I don't, I, when I relax, I experience more guilt than pleasure. I don't celebrate the conclusion of one project before starting another. It seems to me that people are in my way quite often. I put less value on personal time than on work time. I am intimidated by unfinished business. I spend more time, energy, and effort on projects than on relationships. Um, let's see, the, the martyr. I am usually willing to do without so others can have what they want. 
I feel I have terrible luck. It feels natural to worry a lot about other people. My first impulse is to say no when something fun comes up. My second impulse is to wonder why I tend to refuse a good time. When life runs smoothly for a while, I begin to anticipate disaster. I believe life is a struggle and I accept suffering as my lot. I think sad, huh? This is what we think about ourselves when we're not when we're not loved, when we're not comforted, when we're not, you know, told that we we are good kids, you know, we're working, we're, you know, we're doing a good job. So maybe if you fit in one of these roles, you know, you can start working on it. Start, you know, making yourself <clears throat> excuse me, you know more positive about yourself to learn the truth okay and everyone has these you can read them and then we have another identity roles did y'all get one no that's wrong one. i'm sorry this one it's <clears throat> roles among members of dysfunctional families all right the role dependent most dysfunctional and or intimidating Primary feelings, you feel shame, anger, and fear. And identifying symptoms, addiction or other disorder or dysfunction. Pay off a person, relief of pain, pay off a family, attempt at stability or flexibility. Possible price, addiction or other disorder and its consequences. I guess when we're dependent, we can end up being addicted okay um we have a chief enabler a hero a scapegoat a lost child a mascot and unrecovered untrained these are some of the things that might help us to take a look at ourselves and if you know we can agree with some of these things you know we can work on it which would be i think great for us you know and then if you need someone to talk to about it get some help get someone make sure it's a christian therapist you know they'll talk about god and about the problems and um and keep praying god will help us get through this okay do it anybody got any questions or anything okay no questions any questions well thank you all i hope it helps thank you honey. <laughs> thank you. No problem. You did a great thank job. You. Thank, thank you. you. You always do a good job. Thank you. So you may say to yourself, okay, why did they take time to share all of that? Because every one of us, news alert, came from dysfunction. None of us came from a perfect family because there are no perfect families because we are imperfect people. There's only one perfect. The challenge is sometimes we don't walk in the freedom and the liberty wherewith Christ has set us free because we don't want to be honest with ourselves and we don't want to admit that, hey, I've got some problems and it's because I came from people who were loving people, but they just didn't know better. They, they had issues too because as she said, it's generational. It's passed down from generation to generation. Your mom and dad only knew how to raise you the way they were raised. 
And they might have observed some things they saw in other families and said, well, maybe I can incorporate that in my family. And they tried to do that. I'm sure. I don't know all of your stories, but, you know, for the most part, I'm sure that's what happened. But the papers that you were given today and those of you that watched online, you say, well, I didn't get the papers. But if you want the papers, write us and we'll we'll send a copy of them to you and um Look at those and it will help you identify some, you know, sometimes we have to look at it on paper to really study this and identify who am I, where did I come from so that I can figure out where I'm going. And so don't listen to things of this nature and think to yourself like, oh man, I'm hopeless. No, Linda's sharing this because I asked her to about how we can overcome and unlock dysfunction that we've come from and it starts with being honest with ourselves first allowing the holy spirit to look inside of each of us and show us this is who you are and this is why you are this way and you were this way and um so anyway i want to thank you again linda for coming to share um linda offers, a, you know, she has worked as a counselor for many years. And if there are those that say, I need to sit down and talk to somebody, you know, get in touch with her, check it out and get in touch with her. And I'm sure that she could help you maybe set up an appointment to meet with you and to help you get through to finding the freedom that the Holy Spirit, that the Lord has provided for you. For those of you watching online, we're going to go offline for just a couple of minutes. We've got to reset a few things here. And then we'll be right back. Um, we, we're going to have to do this right now because we're going to change the, um, the setup really quick. So thanks for being with us and we'll be right back.